Well, this week, uh, I think there's something going on this week coming up, starting tomorrow, I think. What is it? There's something going on? Oh, VBS. Oh, yeah. There is something going on this week. And I know um, it looks like it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we have a lot of decorations here. And the decorations are all involving some kind of theme. Looks like, oh, it looks like we step on the, oh, we eat right here. No? This looks like checkered, a picnic blanket. Let's see. Kids, help me out. What do you think the theme is? All right, my kids. <laughs> games. games. The theme is games? Yeah, there's a lot of games up here. Good. All right, well, it's on the screen. In case we need to see it. All right, twists and turns. This week is the VBS week, and we're excited for VBS. We're excited that there's a lot of you that have been involved in the planning and preparing for this, and, and this coming week involved in, in being here and doing different capacities. But also, uh, those that aren't going to be here, uh, we, need, we need each of us to be praying. And uh, even if we haven't been praying so far, I encourage you, starting today and all this week, please be praying for the teachers, please be praying for each person that's involved, and especially for the kids and their, and that their hearts would be uh, just ready to receive the message of Jesus Christ. So as we, as we do that, as I talk about let's praying, let's, let's go ahead and pray for this uh, message this morning. Jesus, we thank you that in, in you we can find life. And you is you are good. And Jesus, we pray this week for VBS, for, for the kids that are coming, the kids with their hearts to be ready to receive what you have for them this week. We pray for all the teachers and all those that are involved in inputting into these kids' lives. God, we pray that you would be giving grace to each of us, giving more of you, that we could experience your joy this week as we uh, teach, and teach kids about you and worship you. Lord, we pray that as we, as we dive into Psalm 25 this morning, God, that you would help us each understand more about you. Give me the words to say too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning, uh, we're, looking at, we're looking at the VBS verse this week, and I don't see the VBS verse up here anywhere. Um, I, it is on the logo. Uh, following Jesus changes the game. Now, that's not the verse. Uh, that's the, the motto. Following Jesus changes the game. But it's uh, from Psalm 25, verse 4. And I know in the translation we're having the kids memorize this week, um, the translation says, Make your ways known to me, Lord. Teach me your paths. So this, this idea, we have lots of different paths we can go on. We have, in a game, you know, there's, there's twists and turns. There's different ups and downs in life. And so we, we're asking Jesus, we're asking the Lord to make His way known 
make what He wants us to do known so that we can follow Him in, in His right path. And so, really, it's this, this idea of teach me your ways. We have to have a teachable spirit. We can't just assume that we know how to do everything. We need the Lord's direction. And so, uh, as, we, as we look at this, this theme, I thought let's, let's look a little bit more in the context of Psalm 25. So if you'd open your Bibles to Psalm 25 with me, we're going to look at about the first, uh, first half or so of this uh, psalm. And surrounding this verse 4 that we're going to be looking at with VBS this week. And, and, I, and I ask even when you're praying for VBS, be praying specifically for this uh, Psalm 25 verse 4 that the kids are going to be learning and that the kids will be um, really understanding that, that, it's, that the Lord is good and the Lord gives guidance to us and that we can have that teachable spirit and trusting Him. All right, so in Psalm 25... Um, the first few verses we just sang, actually. Um, in the NIV, it says it a little bit differently. It says, In you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come to those who are treacherous without cause. So that's right before verse 4. Let's stop there. So in these verses, there's, there's some interesting parts. This, this, you can see in the verse 1 and 2, really this idea of trust. This idea that, that, we, need to, that we can, the psalmist, this is, this is David, uh, he was saying that I can trust you, Lord. But really, even more than just talking about trusting, this idea in verse 1 is, is really I li- lifting up my soul. That's, that's how we just sang it. Unto thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Right? And, and so what does it mean when we lift up our soul? It, it means we're, we're really seeking the Lord. It really means that in everything, that the good and the bad, we, we're bringing to the Lord. And, and so do we do that regularly? Do we do that? Are we lifting up our soul to the Lord? Are we trusting the Lord? You know, in uh, different camps that I've been a part of as a youth pastor in Nicaragua, we, we would have, and this is a popular thing, but we'd have a trust fall. And it's where, where some people get, one person gets up on a higher spot, and then we have some other people down here. Now, I'm not going to do it, but, um, and they would, they would say, okay, fall back and we'll catch you. And, uh, trust us. Trust that we're going to catch you. It's kind of like when there's a concert and somebody goes running into the crowd from the stage. They dive out there. They're trusting that people are going to catch them. Right? Um, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> but do we, do we lift up our soul? Do we put all our trust in the Lord? Or we think, maybe I can just trust Him a little bit, but then if I actually start to fall, I'm going to hit the ground. He's not going to catch me. Do we live our lives trusting the Lord? Do we live our lives knowing that the Lord is good? Because even in the twists and turns of life, we can see that the Lord is good. And we can experience that the Lord is good. And so if the Lord is good, then we can trust Him fully. 
And I know this part that talks about enemies and this, this idea of not letting me be in shame. Now, in uh, the culture that David was, was in, Old Testament, there's a, a very different culture of honor and shame than what we're used to. Now, there are some cultures in our society today that, that are really big into, or that they're, this is well known, that you, know, you don't shame your people. You don't, you know, you, there's honor and there's shame, and it's very, very a big deal. Some of the um, Asian cultures are like this. But in our culture, we're more of an individualistic society where um, that isn't as big. I mean, yes, nobody wants to be embarrassed. I, I understand that. Um, but this, this honor and shame is just a little different, as David writes it, that maybe what we understand. But really he's saying that, he's like, you know, I don't want my enemies to triumph over me. Like, don't, don't embarrass me. Don't, you know, I, I trust in you, Lord. Don't let my enemies be the ones that are winning and I'm losing and I'm the one that's, that's having shame. And he says that no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame comes to those who are treacherous without cause. Those, those people that are doing what's wrong. Those people that are, that are against God. He's saying let shame come to them, not to me. And you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, well, it, you know, it's hard to talk about our enemies, especially, you know, when we know, we know as, as believers that we should not have enemies. There should never be a time that I say, so-and-so is my enemy. Because a person is not my enemy. Jesus has called us as Christians to love people and to pray for our enemies. And so there shouldn't be any enemies that we have. Now maybe there's people that are against us and they might call us an enemy and that, I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, but we should not be really considering other people as enemies. Even if people do things that are mean to us, even if people do things uh, that act like they're enemies with us, I, don't, I, think, I think we should not consider them enemies. Actually, actually, it's not just me. It's what the Bible is showing us through Jesus. His way is, is the way that's different than the ways of the world. We don't have enemies. And so even when David's saying, let, not let my enemies triumph over me, I'm thinking about what are these, these enemies? Who are they? They're people that are pursuing what's evil. They're per- people that are pursuing what's the, the wrong, wrong things in life. And, and really, enemies, I believe, are not humans. Enemies are spiritual forces. Evil is enemy, enemy but not people. And so, uh, when, when, we, when David's saying that we would not let my enemies, or that God would not let my enemies triumph over me, Really, we can believe, we can trust that, that God is greater than anything else. Than any, it doesn't matter, the ruler, principality. It, Paul talks all about this in, in Ephesians 6, about the, putting on the spiritual armor. But we, there's nothing that's stronger than Jesus. There's nothing that's greater. The Lord is good and He will protect us against those enemies of evil. So even in the twists and turns of life, we know that the Lord is good. Okay? And, and do we trust that the Lord is good? That's, that's what David is, is doing, and that's hopefully what we do, is we trust that the Lord is good. 
Then in verses 4 and 5, this is where we get into the theme verse. The NIV says it just a little bit differently. It says, show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. And then David expounds on this, saying, guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. So this, this idea, show me your ways and teach me your paths, this is what we're going to be looking at all this week in, in VBS. Are we, are we teachable? Are we asking the Lord to show us? Are we asking the Lord to guide us? You know, the Lord is our guide. We see this in, in Psalm 23, that the Lord leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. He is guiding us to the paths of righteousness' sake. The Lord is the good God who also is our guide. You know, we're, we're talking a lot about games this week. And some of these games are maybe a little bit easier to understand. Now, now the Rubik's Cube's pretty hard. Um, the, I don't even remember what this game's called, but that's kind of easy to understand how to do, I think. You know, playing, actually, probably the easiest one to do is this one right here. Right? We just throw a dice and we, however many we roll, we go to here and then we figure out which one do we do. But some games are a little harder to, to understand. I brought a game. It's called King Domino. Does somebody want to come up here and tell me how to play it? No, not somebody knows how to play it. No? No volunteers? Ah, oh, come on. Now, I know you guys know how to play. We have this game. All right, I'll open it up and see if we can figure it out. Okay? All right, so it has all these pieces. And these pieces all have, like, numbers on the back of them. They look like wood pieces, tiling. And on the other side, they have, like, forest. They have, like, some yellow and something else. And maybe this is grass. You know, I know how to play this, but... Oh, this looks like it might be, oh, there's a boat here, so it looks like there's water. So I'm guessing, since it says domino, and there's something about kings, and there's a crown here, and then there's these little guys with some other pieces. You know, there's some pieces like this. I'm guessing it has something to do with dominoes, and if you know how to play dominoes, you can kind of put them together somehow. Now, if we approach every game like this, we just like, oh, I'm just going to kind of guess how to play it. We, we might have some fun figuring out how to do it, but there's, and we might actually learn how to play it the right way, but the chances are pretty low, I would say. But they, they usually, games usually include this, some paper in here that a lot of us just kind of toss to the side. And this, this, these papers in here, they have some words written on them, and Sometimes they're in our language and sometimes they're in other languages or both. And, and they usually give some pictures and some explanations of how to do some, something so you can kind of just skim it and then guess. But this is a guide. Now, interestingly, in this game, the front part of this is gone <laughs> uh, because we played it a lot. And, and so th if I handed you this, you would say, well, this... This guide only works a little bit. I, I would like to, to have the complete guide. 
And, uh, and so you can learn how to play a game by having a guide. You can learn how to play the game by someone that knows how to play the game. Like these guys up here, they, they all want to come tell you how to play because it, it is a pretty fun game. But if you don't know how to play, it's going to be kind of hard without a guide. So, I mean, Emily could teach you, and she would be a good guide to teach you. Um, this would be a good guide to teach you. There's also some people on YouTube that like to teach you how to play games. And so there's different ways that you can find a guide, but if without a guide, you're probably not going to play the right way. Probably not going to understand the rules. Probably not going to understand, really, the point of the game. And, and so, without a guide, we can be in trouble. And I think the same is true in life. Without a guide, we can just kind of assume this is how we live life, and this is, this is good, and this is bad, and here's some things we could do. But Jesus offers, the Lord offers, that He is our guide. And, and David says this here. He says, guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are my God, my Savior. My hope is in you all the day long. My hope is in you. You are my guide and you're my God. And so David is, is really looking at this idea that it's not just that God is good. It's not just that he's somewhere, but he actually gives guidance to our lives. And he wants us to trust him and put our hope in him. I wonder if there's a, there's a time in your life that you can think about. That you can think about a time when, when you needed a guide. Maybe it was like when you got a new game out <clears throat> and you didn't want to look at the directions or you just, maybe it was a used game and they didn't have the directions. But you, maybe it's not even a game. Maybe it's just a, a time in your life that you, real, you realize later it would have been really nice to have listened to the guide. It would have been really nice to, to know what it was all about, what, what I should have done, instead of just kind of going through and trying guessing and trying to figure it out. Because the, the life has twists and turns. And even in twists and turns, the Lord is our guide. And He's our good guide. Let's see what David says in, in verses 6 and 7 here of Psalm 25. He says, Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love. For they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. David is, is saying here, he's remembering that, that the Lord is a good God. Because of his graciousness. He has mercy and love. He has great mercy and love. And we talk about this in the, the book of Ruth. This has said, this, this loving kindness that God has, that God is, he's love. He gives us his great mercy. And, and David, I don't know when this was written, but David, he knows. And we all, I think, have experienced the Lord's great mercy. Now maybe if you haven't experienced the Lord's mercy, I shouldn't just assume that we all have gotten there. But the Lord is merciful. He's compassionate. 
He's slow to anger and he's abounding in love. And so the, the Lord, He gives us what we don't deserve. What we do deserve is penalty. What we do deserve is death. Because all sin leads to death. And even in the ups and downs, even in the twists and turns, when we're trying to figure out life, especially without our good guide, God, when we're trying to figure out life, and especially when we're doing it on our own way, our life, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to make not just little mistakes, we're going to make big mistakes. And whether they're little or big, we need God's mercy. We need God's mercy. And the Lord is great. And David doesn't even know this, but the Lord, He sent Jesus. God sent Jesus to the earth to pay for our sins. This was... This was a lot, a lot after David. And so David's still talking about the character of, of Yahweh, his God, our God. But he doesn't know, he hasn't seen yet about God's Son and the mercy that he has on us. But still David says, Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are of old. They, they've always been. Because God doesn't change. He has always been the same. God always has had great mercy. He's always been love, having loving kindness. And so David's bringing this back. Don't, show, don't, don't forget about how you are a merciful God. Remember, God, you are merciful. I need your mercy. And then in verse 7, he says, he said, you know, I, I need your mercy, but Remember your mercy, but then don't remember the sins of my youth. You can forget those things. All the, all the ways that I didn't follow you, all the ways that I tried to live my life on my own, you can forget those, God. Now, I don't know, does God forget those things, or does God just not hold those against us? And I believe the answer is that God is gracious, and that's what we're looking at today is even the twists and turns of life, the Lord is gracious. He's, he's showing His loving kindness. He doesn't hold those things against us when we put our trust and faith in Him and ask Him to forgive our sins. And not just maybe one time in our life, but throughout our life, we're seeking Him. On a regular basis, on a daily basis, we're asking the Lord to be my guide. We, we confess that He is good and he, we need Him but also that He is gracious and, and that He is, is what we need even when we don't live up to His standards, which is quite often. So don't forget your graciousness, God, is what we can pray. Don't forget your gracious. I, I don't think we really need to pray that because He knows. But sometimes it's for us to remember, God, you are gracious. We get what we don't deserve. We deserve death and Jesus provided Himself in our place. So often, we like to remember other people's sins. We like to, it's, it's hard for us to kind of forget 
when someone does things that were really bad to us. And I know that's a problem. But the problem is that when someone asks us to forgive us, when someone says, will you forgive me? Are we going to be like Jesus who's forgiving? Jesus who's gracious? And He doesn't hold those things against us anymore. Are we going to be like ourselves that wants to just hold things against people. Jesus wants us to be gracious. He is good and He is our guide and He is gracious and He wants us to be good like Him, with Him. He wants us to be a guide to other people, guiding them to the Bible, guiding them to God, guiding them to His truth. And He wants us to be gracious just like how He is gracious. And when people ask to be forgiven, let's, let's be quick to say, I forgive you. And, and then not hold those things against people. That's easier said than done, but we trust in a good God. Let's let, let's let Him be the one that's, that we can go to for, for great, when we know that we need a gracious God. Let's not be holding things against each other. Now, King David, actually, I'm not sure if he's king at this point, but David, he kind of concludes, even like this still goes in 22 verses, and the reason he went 22 verses is because it's actually kind of cool. He, you know, there's a game that sometimes we play when we're on a road trip, or you're bored, or you're trying to fall asleep, and it's like, hey, starting with the letter A, and then go all the way to Z, guess or like, say something, right? And so uh, the, the game can be, you know, like, everybody, we're, we're going on a road trip, and then we're going to have some apples with us. And then the next person's like, and we're going to bring some, or we're going to see some, something with B, right? Bears. We're going to see some bears. Hopefully we don't see bears, or at least from a distance, right? And, and so there's, there's, there's this game. And, and David, better than a game, he made this psalm where he started with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and goes through each verse starting with that letter. And so we're not looking at all these today, but we're going to go a few more here. And as he goes in verses 7, 8, and 9, I'm sorry, in 8, eight 9, and 10, I, I feel like this is a good recap of what he just said. So let's look at verse 8 here. He said, Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right, and he teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the demands of his covenant. So here we, we've seen today that the Lord is good. The Lord, it says in verse 8 here, good and upright is the Lord. He is the standard. He is the one that is the only one that is true and good, that is the life giver. And we, we've seen that the Lord is our guide. It says here in verse 8 that He instructs sinners in His ways. And in verse 9, He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them His ways. So He is the one that's giving guidance. Now, it says it, He guides the humble. So that, maybe that's a note for us too. It's not just that, you know, if we're 
arrogant, if we're prideful, we're probably not going to let somebody guide us. That's maybe why a lot of times we don't look at the instructions of games. It's because we can figure it out on our own. But David says that, that God guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his ways. And then we've, we've seen that the Lord is gracious. In verse 10 it says, All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the demands of his covenant. So the Lord's, the Lord's ways are, are generous. Sorry, the Lord's way is generous too, but the Lord's, Lord is gracious. And, and here it's saying that God is, that is loving and faithful to those who've kept his commands, the, the, his, the demands of his covenant. We have a covenant between the Lord. And if when we keep his covenant, when we say yes to what God wants, the Lord is, is faithful and he is showing his graciousness. Now, the Lord is gracious to all, but all have to put their trust in Him. All have to put their, their life in God's hands. And that's what we can be praying, especially this week with, with kids coming into VBS that maybe don't know Jesus, is that they put their trust in Jesus Christ alone. And they see that Jesus is the only way. That Jesus is the guide, our guide, and He is gracious even when we don't deserve it so this week as we pray for vbs and we pray for these kids i just want to encourage us to remembering these things too that the lord is is good to each of us the lord we we need to go to the lord not just when we are in our parts of our life that maybe we really really need a guide but throughout each day let's be seeking the lord as his guidance and let's know that the Lord is gracious. And so let's, let's reflect that to others too. If the Lord is gracious with us, let's be gracious with each other. So let's go ahead and, and pray to close. Thank you, Jesus, that you are good. Thank you, Jesus, that you give life. Thank you, Jesus, that you... Give us guidance. Lord, I pray that we would be humble and, and go to you, not just when we need you a little bit, but throughout each day, that we would seek you and seek your ways and that you would teach us your ways. Lord, we pray that we would be people that extend your grace as you've been gracious with us. Lord, we ask that we would be a people that would be known by others as people that, that know you, Jesus, and experience your loving kindness. We pray that, that over this building, that all the kids coming in here this week would just would know that you are good. We pray through all parts of this week that what you want to happen this week is what we say yes to, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.